Hey everyone, Zach Arnold here, creator of Optimize Yourself, to tell you a little bit about this special interview, which is gonna be a little bit different than my usual episodes. In the following conversation, I chat with Roger Barton and Brad Thomas, the co-founders of the company Evercast. If you are a content creator or somebody who works in the entertainment industry and you have yet to hear about Evercast, well, you need to, because this technology has the potential to change the way that you both work and live in our post-pandemic reality. As Brad and Roger will talk about in this interview, Evercast is essentially the Zoom for creatives, a live streaming and video conferencing platform combined with blink of an eye low latency that empowers you to collaborate from your workstation to anyone else's device worldwide. You can basically stream anything to anyone anywhere, but unlike Zoom, when it comes to live streaming video content, it actually works. The first time that I was introduced to Evercast, all I can think to myself was game changer. I cannot stress this enough. Evercast will change the way that we collaborate. If you value your craft, your well-being, and spending quality time with the ones you love, Evercast now makes that possible for you and me. So without further ado, my conversation with the newest sponsors of the Optimize Yourself podcast, the co-founders of Evercast, Brad Thomas and award-winning editor Roger Barton. To learn more about Evercast, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. I'm here today with Roger Barton and Brad Thomas, the co-founders of Evercast. Gentlemen, it is a pleasure to have this conversation with you today. Really happy to be here. Thanks, Zach. So I want to I wanna frame this for the audience because this is going to be a little bit different than the podcast that I usually do. Complete shameless plug, you guys are now a sponsor of my Optimize Yourself program. And for somebody listening thinking, well, of course he's going to have them back on to talk about their product, they're paying him. Let me make this very clear to you guys. I was a huge supporter of Evercast, and that's why they're a sponsor. I'm not a supporter because they're a sponsor. So I want to make that very clear. As I was telling you guys, I was first introduced to Evercast a little over a year ago at the American Cinema Editors Tech Fest. And about five minutes into your presentation, Roger, about what Evercast was, I said, oh my God, this is a game changer for creative professionals in our industry, and I don't care how long it takes, I need to work with these guys. And now here we are on this call and we made it happen and I'm very excited to finally get this conversation on the record. It's been a long road here, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt, right? I think for both of us, we've been chatting offline about how the, the post-pandemic world has really changed the way that we do business and the people that we're doing business with and the speed at which we need to do business based on the changing needs. And where I would like to start is, could you help me and help my audience better understand who are the people that come to you the most and what is the problem that they're hoping Evercast will solve? I guess I'll take that one. Being the first user of Evercast, I came to the platform because I was looking for for a platform that would help me collaborate from LA to Atlanta so that I wouldn't have to travel there for four months. I've been doing this for over 20 years and the time I spend away from my home and my family has really had an impact on my life. I'm now a single dad. I'm trying to raise a 16-year-old on my own. So living this lifestyle of a feature film editor has really had an impact on me. So I was really looking for something to push back against all of these lifestyle infringements that are imposed on us, both by schedules and expectations. And some of those are needless expectations. That's, that's the way it works in post-production, where yesterday's miracle becomes today's expectation. Yeah, and so you set these precedents and suddenly you know that's, that's the expectation that you're gonna work 
you know, 80 hours this week because last week you had to do it to meet a deadline of some sort. So I was looking for a way to avoid travel. What I realized once I became the first user of Evercast is that it is it brings so much more to the table. So I found that by using it, I was able to regain control over my life because it made me so much more efficient in the cutting room. I could reach out to the director at any time throughout the day spontaneously, and he could do the same with me. We could answer each other's questions. I could show cuts for feedback. And because you're not only seeing the content that I'm streaming to the director, I'm also seeing his expression because video teleconference is built into the platform. That was a big benefit to me because it really keeps me and the person I'm collaborating with connected. And then Brad was super smart to build in these other features into the platform, like the ability to record the entire session. When I came on later, you know, I I helped them sort of develop other features that we have since introduced and will continue to come out over the next few months. But I found that Being more efficient in the cutting room meant that basically I got to go home earlier. So it wasn't just about travel. It was about a whole lifestyle change. And I needed a change, Um, especially now that I'm a single dad. Like I really need to be here, you know, for my kid as he's going through these really rough teenage years as a kid with separated parents. What else is interesting, um, Zach, is the fact that when Alex and I first started building this five years ago, it was more about creative momentum. It was the fact that in our previous company, I happened to be the editor for a lot of our marketing videos. And I hated my always uploading video files for review, especially when my team was often remote, because it felt very disconnected and very passive. And so it was like upload file, wait for a review, get notes back, didn't quite understand what the heck they were talking about. And I'm like, is there any way we can do this with you know Skype or Zoom or something? And not at the level of quality and consistency that we needed to do it effectively. And that's when Alex and I went down this long journey to try to do it ourselves. And ultimately, we pulled it off where we created this video conferencing platform with super low latency live streaming technology where it was software only, no proprietary hardware or anything. You can stream, you know, like it is, you know, very high quality, low latency, high frame rate. Our goal, honestly, is to become the Zoom for creatives. I love it. The Zoom for creatives, that's a good way to frame it. Well, and that low latency as an editor is super important because if there's any kind of lag, it really makes the collaboration much, much more difficult. If I have a director who's saying, okay, stop there, and then I hit stop, and yet it still plays for three seconds on the platform, that becomes impossible. So when you guys demoed for me that first time and we put it through the paces, I literally, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I have been waiting for for a decade. Yep, exactly. The creative momentum, right? You that It's those instant moments of feedback and interaction that means so much to the project. Well, I was sitting in my cutting room in LA. The director was shooting in Atlanta and literally they had a laptop on set wirelessly that they were passing around between the DP and the director as I'm streaming out of my Avid. So they're shooting pickups for the scene that I'm currently cutting, and they're literally streaming the cut live next to the camera going, oh, I see, we need this shot. Oh, we need to pick up this shot, this insert, whatever it was. And it literally saved a day of shooting because otherwise I never would have been able to get them what they needed to see before they wrapped shooting that day. 
I think one of the really unique things that Evercast offers that so many other collaborative platforms do not is the fact that this goes way beyond the edit room. This is something that's not just for editors to do remote collaboration. You guys are working with directors and set designers and location managers. So talk to me a little bit more about how the Evercast ecosystem is so much larger than a lot of the other remote collaboration platforms. You know, part of that, honestly, is it the fact that we're software. Right. So it's just scalable. It's more scalable by nature because as long as you have a computer and, you know, you might need a little bit of gear just to connect a, a mixing board or, you know, a breakout box, or whatever, depending on your setup. But for the most part, for under a few hundred dollars, and now we just have a new NDI integration where you can literally connect things through NDI and Ethernet for like 15 bucks. Right. So it's extremely scalable. And that scale really allows us to go beyond just editing. Or you know, music composers. We got some of the biggest music composers in the world using it. We've got gaming companies using it for game development. We have obviously visual effects artists using it for visual effects development and review. I think the big change now that films are looking for ways to shoot and shoot safely, uh, they're looking at Evercast now as part of the DIT package, where Evercast can stream right out of the the cart to either executives or directors or department heads who might be sitting in their trailer 100 yards away, but they're seeing the direct live camera feed as though they were standing right next to the director in Video Village. But of course, you know, these, these crowded settings are what you know, movie sets are trying to avoid now. So Evercast allows all of the people who need to see the image that's being shot live, see it, but they see it at a distance. Yep. And it's, just a, it's showing too that even after COVID is over, hopefully one day, it's not everyone has to be on location. Studios will save money. Directors are personally reaching out to us. I mean, it'll be cool to go back into the office occasionally, but I live in Malibu. The cutting room's in Burbank. That's an hour and a half for me each way that I am now saving that I can spend time with my kids or I can spend time back towards the project. I think what like Roger always said, back towards the screen or whatever he used to say. Um, back in the day, <laughs> you know, put all that time back into the project if you need to. So it's been amazing. So what I'd love to know a little bit more about now is going back to this idea of Roger was the first user. Since then, you've added another user or two to the playbook. You guys have, have had a little bit of a growth spurt over the last six months, two years, to say the bit. least. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit more about who specifically really comes to you the most and what is it that they're really looking to do? Because if I'm standing from the outside, I'm thinking, well, I can do a lot of this stuff with Zoom now. I, I don't really get it. So what, what, when people are, have already tried Zoom or tried Skype or tried laptop, you know, what, whatever they're doing, some jerry-rigged thing, what's the problem that people want Evercast to desperately solve? I think well, we have a lot of people who obviously come from Zoom and stuff like that. And it's really about consistent, high-quality streaming, whatever it is you're streaming, whether it's editorial, visual effects, Pro Tools for music composition, live shot cameras. It's consistent. The latency is always consistently low, you know, sub 200 milliseconds. Audio and video lips sync always stays in sync. Color quality, because we use some pretty incredible codecs. So it's just a different technology geared towards this specific type of creative use case. And through the lens of a studio who's invested, you know, anywhere between five to 10 to 100 to 200 million dollars in the project, security is the top of their list. They won't even get near you if they feel like the platform is in any way insecure. So that was our first biggest hurdle to get the studios to kick the tires, to test the platform, 
and eventually, you know, that happened luckily for us, you know, before COVID, because once COVID hit, everyone was scrambling for a solution immediately that they could trust. Yeah. And we already had the agreements with all the major studios, all that, all those years of working with them to get through that process. We were already past it once COVID hit. And clearly when it comes to security and we're talking about things like Skype or Zoom or otherwise, if those things aren't secure enough for my wife, who's a third grade teacher, to teach her kids remotely, it's probably not going to be secure enough for a major studio that's investing $200 million. And as we all probably remember when the pandemic hit, the lack of security in all of these screen sharing platforms and all of these conference platforms, it was pretty ugly for a while. And sure, they've, they've shored up some of the things, but I would would never feel secure enough working on something that I needed to share remotely by just saying, well, I'm going to save some money. I'm going to go on Zoom and I'm going to screen share my uh, my record window in Avid. Like that would terrify me. So it seems to me that the security is of utmost importance, the, the lack of latency, maintaining lip sync and the quality, of course. Maintaining a certain frame rate. Exactly. So maintaining that certain frame rate is really, really important for content creators. But here's where I think you guys are really the game changer. You have all of the tech already to essentially be what I've been calling an HDSDI cable that goes out of my edit system to anybody's iPad or iPhone in the world. But where you guys really differentiate yourselves is collaboration. So talk to me a little bit more deeply about your collaboration features, because I don't think anybody has really cracked the code on how to even begin doing this. And you guys are so far down this road already. So talk to me a little bit more about collaboration. Well, you know, for example, like Roger said, you can record an Evercast session, right? One of the beautiful things about a recording engine is that when you record an Evercast session, it records each webcam feed and each stream individually. So you could, I mean, we have, for example, an animators where two people are streaming into the room at the same time, plus the participants. But even if not, like it just records every feed individually. And the reason why that's important is because when you replay an Evercast session, you can choose what feed you want to enlarge into the main viewing area. What we've been finding from a lot of editors particularly is that they're using it to watch the director's feedback, uh, body language, which is really interesting. It's not the reason why we built it for that, but it's interesting how a lot of editors have come back to us to tell us that they were watching the uh, feedback. And then also, Roger uses quite a bit on Godzilla, but you can take notes through like a chat system. And those notes are timestamped to the moment in the recording. So I think, Roger, you had an assistant, right? Or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Rob Molina was my assistant and he would be part of the session, only he would turn his camera off. So he's like ghosting the session, right? And as I'm streaming the cut to the director, what I would typically do is run the cut once all the way through. So if it's a 15 minute, 20 minute reel, the director would just sit by, maybe there's a lighting setup on set and he has an extra half hour. So I just let it run once and just let him absorb what I'm showing him. And so that's when I would really get all these great reactions to the cut because I would play that back later. But then what would happen is I'd wind back to the beginning, I'd lower the volume, and then I would allow him to talk over it. Now, because this is all being recorded, that means that all of the notes that he is giving me against the image that I'm streaming, when I play that back, I know exactly what he's talking about. There's no guesswork. I don't have to look at my, you know, really bad handwritten notes that often I would look back on and say, what did, what did this mean? So it takes a lot of guesswork, interpretation, translation out of the process. So whether you're an animator, a musician, uh, if you're a film editor, the notes that you are being given 
are captured so that when you go and you execute the nodes, there's no guesswork. And the notes are also clickable. So you could be like, oh, this is where we started talking about the Chicago scene. And you can click a link on that note and it opens up the playback engine and goes right to that moment where the note was taken in the recording, which makes it also, you're basically doing active indexing while this session's happening. I love it. I love it. And when, when it comes to the idea too, going back to not having to worry about the, the chicken scratch notes and having such a clear view with the time steps and the time code, like I can't tell you how many times I've had these, these like darkroom screenings. And then I look at my notes and I'm like a 107 facial recognition up mx down arrow <laughs> right, exactly. i have no idea what, what that the means. heck does that what, mean what what is yeah. that right no, there, brother. literally the reason why we created the platform in the beginning was exactly what you use at two minutes and 36 seconds i don't like the way the hair color uh what wait what i don't get it what is what is he talking like so or it, or it just says i don't like and then you didn't finish the sentence <laughs> this isn't working because oh crap next note nope and then you have to go and you have to get the get clarity on it whether you're in a live session where you're getting that feedback immediately or you can't get it immediately so you record the session and you can share those clips with people on the production team where there's no room for any confusion it's like this is exactly what the director wants this is exactly what the producer wants to bring it back what matters most to me is it, it makes the entire process more efficient which then translates to us as creatives who spend way too much time in front of computers we get to shut it down and we get to go spend time with our friends and family up until this point i've had a lot of people that have come to me um, as somebody who i wouldn't call myself a workflow expert however when it comes to social distancing, I've been doing it at the Olympic level since 2005. I've been working this way for a long time. So when the pandemic hit and everybody freaked out, I'm like, you guys call it quarantine, I call it Wednesday. This is just how I work, this is my thing. But the, the biggest complaint, and I'm sure you guys have heard this many, many times, this looks amazing, I just can't afford it. This is built for studios. This is built for guys like Roger working on Godzilla where they have $200 million. And I know that's the way that things were, but that's about to change. So let's talk a little bit about where Evercast is going beyond just the feature set. Yeah, I guess you could kind of compare it to Tesla. You know, Tesla had to release the Model S before they released the Model 3. Both are great, amazing cars. I think Evercast has gone through the same thing. You know, we had to re release the Model S to basically fuel and fund our R&D and growth. So by the end of the year, we are going to be releasing a sub $200 version a month of Evercast for the freelancer and indie creatives prosumer basically right all the youtubers yep youtubers you know freelancers indie anyone who is a professional video creator outside of hollywood and in terms of what's going to be different about it it's still going to provide a very high quality stream still going to have a lot of the features that everyone loves but some of the security features that we have built in for the studios it probably won't have we don't have a clearly defined separation yet but it, it is coming and it's been the most requested thing that we have, which is, you know, please create something for us. And we've listened and we are. Well, I'm guessing it's no surprise to either of you within, when that is available, your lives are going to change because of the, the vast majority of people that come to me asking these questions, what do you recommend? I tell everybody the same thing. If it's in your budget, Evercast, no question. If it's not, eh, well, then you cobble something together with Zoom and a laptop camera and you do your best. And they all say the same thing. Yeah, but wh when is a cheaper version going to come along? I'm like, I don't know. I don't work for Evercast. But I know when it does come, boy, are you guys going to have people just coming at you, beating down the doors for this thing. Well, the, the beauty is Brad and Alex designed a platform that doesn't require proprietary hardware, right? So it really allows us 
to differentiate some of the software benefits that we provide the big studios. If we can pinch some of those off, you know, it takes, takes a lot of development work to achieve this because security is really baked into the platform. We're aiming towards removing some of those protocols, you know, to allow a much, much broader audience to have exposure to it. Yeah, the security side of things is expensive for us, you know, so it will still be a secure platform for a freelancer, you know, but it's just not going to have the, the probably the elevation of security that we have built in for the Hollywood studios. Yeah, I mean, besides the, you know, incredible security that's baked into the code, the entire platform is being monitored 24-7 by nation state level security people who um, kind of work in the shadows. <laughs> yep. And just so you know, Zach, and I think your listeners should know that if you go to our plans page on evercast.us, you can sign up for early access. And I will say that we just pushed that early access feature. I think it was July 3rd. I'm not going to give the exact number, but a crazy number of people have signed up. And what's even crazier, Zach, is we've done no marketing. We haven't done no social, no paid ads. Literally, this all the growth we've had for the last two and a half years has been completely word of mouth. Well, great products that help change people's lives market themselves, my friend. We've talked about the tech. We've talked about how this product works. I'm sure that there are some gearheads that are, really want to dive into the tech specs and the details, and that's what your website is for. But what I really want to better understand and talk a little bit about now, where I want to leave us, is understanding the true results of having Evercast in your life. And Roger, you've alluded to this. Now that you've had thousands of users that have gone through this platform, what are the real results that they're seeing beyond, well, I can now collaborate remotely. That's an obvious one. What are they really seeing about the quality of their lives? I get a lot of reach outs from people who talk about how Evercast enables them to continue to make a living during this time. But there's one story in particular and it's about a family of editors. There's a patriarch and then two or three sons. And being a editor his whole career, the father really struggled with maintaining a personal relationship with his sons while the demands of editorial kept pulling him away. Recently, he got exposed to Evercast and we were told that his comment to his sons were, if this were around when I was cutting, I feel like I'd have a much better relationship with you. And that just, you know, me and my situation, of course, being a single dad, that just, that just meant the world for me to hear that. Well, the, the addition that I could put on there as well to, to lend to my own experience and uh, now changing my thought process of how I want to pursue my own career as an editor and a podcaster and an educator is a few years ago, I asked myself, what's next? I just finished Empire season one, the show blew up and I thought, this is great, but I can't continue this pace for the next 30 years. And I always wanted to do the big time features. That was always the dream. I want to work on these big features, these dramatic features and win the Oscar someday. And I realized that with kids, that was no longer going to be an option for me because there's no way to balance the demands of being a big time TV or feature editor and being a parent. But now all of the thoughts that I've had about, I just need to give that up. Those thoughts are coming back thinking, well, maybe because of Evercast, there is a way to make this work because I can still be there, be there for my kids. So it's not a matter of at their high school graduation, they can say, well, we've got a great college fund, wish we had a dad. And instead, it can be both. And I feel like if Evercast didn't exist, I couldn't even entertain those thoughts right now. But I can still maybe dip my toe back in the, the big 
feature game because I know that something like Evercast exists, which can potentially change my life. It makes a lot of things possible, I will tell you that. I mean, I'm cutting a Chris Pratt feature from my office that I've been on now for about five months. And I've seen the director in person once during the, the entire process. We have a virtual relationship and right now because of necessity, but what I've learned through this process is that even when things return to a new normal, uh, you don't need to be under brick and mortar 90, 100 hours a week. And, and for me, it's that flexibility that whether it's our technology or some other technology out there, I think what we've learned over the last few months is that this technology can translate to better lives for all of us that give us more flexibility and control while still maintaining the creativity, the creative momentum, and the quality of work. I couldn't have said any of it better myself. And uh, I, I would say that at this point, I would love to know if there's anything else that we've missed that you wanna share about this product, the problems that it solves, the results that it helps your clients achieve. And once we cover that, I just wanna make sure people know exactly where to find it and how to sign up. One thing we touched on is where we see Evercast going. Um, because obviously, you know, because of COVID, we had a lot of post-production professionals reach out to us so that they could continue working during this time. But right now, what we're finding is that as studios and independent projects are trying to struggle to find a way to start shooting, it's shifted quite a bit. And so now there's probably as many people reaching out to us for shooting use cases than there are for post-production use cases. So on that note, if somebody's listening to this and they're saying, oh my God, I'm sold, what do I do next? Where can we send them? Just go to evercast.us. Roger, Brad, this, my friends, has been an absolute pleasure. I am glad that I was patient knowing that this day would come and we finally could make it happen. And all I can say is that I am so proud to be just the smallest piece in this much larger puzzle of making Evercast a standard tool. So I'm going to do whatever I can to support you in this journey. And Zach, I'll just say in closing, as an editor myself, I really appreciate the conversations that you are sparking with our community. I think there are many benefits we're all going to see by having these discussions. So thank you. Well, that, that is my hope. That is why I do it. Um, and I appreciate both of you saying that. So on that note, I will bid you both adieu. And I thank you both for the wonderful work that you're doing to improve the creative collaborative capabilities, as well as increasing the quality of our lives. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Zach.